0: And welcome. It is UK Cowboys TV. It's season one, episode number 60. Uh, you never know. We might even get to episode 100 at this rate for season one. <laughs> That'll be some sort of record. Uh, but it is uh, continuing on with the breakdown series, uh, positional breakdown series. This week we're doing wide receivers. Uh, so we've got. Uh, A crew to help me along because otherwise it's just me jibber jabbing and I even hate the sound of my own voice. Uh, But for (laughs) this week, we've got the Scottish contingent of UK Cowboys. We have a double at you. We've got Paul Stewart and we've got Graeme Wilson. And then, of course, we have, as we've advertised, uh, a very special guest with us, a close friend of UK Cowboys, one half of the Cowboys Zone podcast. And for anybody, who isn't already subscribed or aware of the podcast, make sure you go over, listen to it, get some great guests uh, over there, including ourselves. We were probably exactly. the greatest guests. I think we're probably the best ones, I would say.
1: You guys set the tone for the first season, so yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: yeah, and uh, That was actually quite a, a, a late night for me and you, wasn't it, Paul? It was like three o'clock in the morning, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I wasn't initially going to go on because I was like, because <laughs> I was up early the next day, so and I was like, uh, and because of you, Mike and Brandon, they were like, oh please, just come on. Come on. I was like, right, right, cool. But just bear in mind, I am not going to be functional the next day. So <laughs> I'm so glad I did, though. I'm so glad I did. It <laughs> well, was a good laugh. It was great I fun. Was, I had so much fun, man. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate yeah. you
1: taking one for of the team, pal, I <laughs>
2: appreciate it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, as i say make sure as well guys uh you go and follow on the page uh marcus jones's uh page bluff city cowboys uh good friends uh with as we already know as we've just mentioned brandon lambert he's the other half of the show cowboys y'all who we've had on this show as well uh so we've had both of you on uh but just a question about you first of all marcus how did because i know you're, you're, you're both uh yourself and what the hell was that? Oh, it's a bike outside.
2: Did you hear that? <laughs> no.
1: no well, we didn't it hear it.
2: It sounded like a machine gun going off.
0: Oh my god. I thought it was a, it was a fly. Like <laughs> a chopper. Oh my god, my heart just found in my mouth. Anyway, I'm sorry. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm all right, I'll be all right. I'm calm under pressure. So um yeah, you're both from Tennessee as we know, but how right. do How do you know Brandon? Is it just, I know you're East and West, but do you know each other because of Tennessee?
1: Uh, No, actually, when the whole pandemic started, I started getting more into Cowboys podcasts like you guys and going into different chat rooms and things like that. And just through the course of watching podcasts and making comments on stuff, I would always see his name pop up. And (laughs) Yeah. I would always agree with what he said. He would always agree with what I said, and we just did a DM session one day, and we had a lot in common in terms of the Cowboys. And he wanted to get more in front of the camera, and I already had all the camera equipment, so it was a perfect match.
2: Because nice. you, you working for the production, is that right?
1: Yeah, that- I do. Yeah, I do everything behind the scenes. Um, so I I have a system that I use to to do the podcast i have my mixers and mics and lighting and i do all the graphics and brandon just brings all the great content so uh, yeah it works out and
2: well his,
0: and his character and cowboy
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah he, he he can get a bit wild yeah but i mean he's a great guy i mean he, the pair of you as well on Cowboy Zone, but you do work really well together you can see there's a good uh, rapport with each other you know
1: yeah, definitely. I'm trying to get him to do Cowboy Dale more on camera, but he likes to he likes to get in the zone before he does it.
3: Yeah.
1: So it's hard for him to get in the zone in the middle of Cowboy talk. He likes to have a couple of beers and, <laughs> and get his mind right to do it. But hopefully we see more Cowboy Dale in the future. Oh, I know.
0: Well, I mean, did he ever tell you how that got started? It's just the weirdest story.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he told me a little bit about it. I'm not
0: aware of this. I'm actually not aware of it. So basic, basically, it's that you know the wig that he
1: wears, yeah, that coloured yeah,
0: yeah. wig. He had that just like in the house, and he used to wear it round the house, winding his missus up. And his missus <laughs> just said, "Look, just go on camera and do some of that." And so, like, because he's got the love for the cowboys, he mixed the two together, and lo and behold, it, before you know it, oh, cowboy
2: all oh, is born. Sure yeah. enough, yeah. No, I, you, I, I always takes the love of a wife to tell you what to do. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's true. This is true.
0: Yes, but um, yeah. I mean, it, it is great. Like I say, guys, make sure you follow both Bluff City Cowboys, Cowboys all, and most importantly, Cowboys Zone, the podcast uh, and YouTube show. Yep. So uh, you, you've exploded right out the gate as well. Um, you're getting some big audiences now.
1: Yeah. Um. Considering we only started five weeks ago, we went from having 150 viewers, and now we're getting 1,500. So we're amazed by the growth and we're only looking to take this thing further and get bigger and better.
2: Like you said, it's like within five weeks, it's it's went over tenfold. Yeah, definitely. Like, just give it a couple of months, give it when the NFL season starts. It's just going to grow and grow, my friend.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And we've been blessed to get some great guests to come on the show as well. Like like you guys to start us off. We've had George Teague on the show. Kenny oh, the Shark, yeah. Ant. Uh, RJ. Yeah, RJ O'Choya with Bluff, yeah. with um Blogging the Boys. Uh, we also got uh Jeff Kavanaugh with 1053 the fans. That, that,
2: so that is a great one. That was that
1: was, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, were I, both I, extremely nervous during that one because we both, <laughs> both respect what he said so much. It was like Just don't screw
0: it up. Don't screw it up. I mean, funny enough, you had Jeff Kavanaugh on then and we had Derek Eagleton. So it was all going on. We had it all floating around. I mean, it's great. And you know, you've got the guys like you know, with big game James and all what they're doing as well. So yeah, I mean everything is um coming together nicely with all the creators. Mm -hmm. Um so, yeah, and it's nice as well when everybody gets along doing it, you know, because we, we do stuff with them as well as West Coast uh, mm-hmm. as well. So it's great that there's that, that community of creators. Uh, right. I think that's, what, that's what's nice as well. There's no animosity or anything yeah. like that. Um,
1: and that's, um, one of the, that's one of the reasons that what made me get in front of the camera, because when you look at other stuff, you feel like people are going to just put you down and kind of <laughs> kill you before you start. And it's been the complete opposite.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the exact same. Like, Mike was, you know, like, I was just coming on from time to time and now I come on regularly now and I'm not really one for being on camera. That's a lie sometimes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, It's just to kind of speak my mind. I try and not do that, like, in terms of when it comes to football. Because I'm I'm very quite (laughs) laid back, but but this, I can actually, like, have other people's opinions and just like have a normal chat, and that's and that's, and that's what I forgot about, and especially, exactly. during the, especially during this whole pandemic and that as well. It's like what more of a best time to do it as well. Yeah. It's yeah. just it, make sure you're keeping yourself connected to everybody as well.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and just some just something to add as well. If we were talking about your show as well, one thing I love what you guys are doing as well is you're bringing the super fans on as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had yeah. man on last week. That yeah, was interesting. <laughs> I love Stash, man. Was like I do too. Is. Yeah, um, did he ever tell you the story about the? Oh no, where is it? He, what is it? He gave me the drink. Um, he gave you something. It was, it was, it was moonshine. It was moonshine. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He had it in a little sachet. It like wasn't supposed <laughs> to have it, right. and yeah, and I ended up drinking it all. <laughs> and you yeah. still remember that? You still remember that story? I don't re- I don't remember anything. He's the one he keeps he's the one that keeps reminding me. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's a nice
0: guy. And you know, I've had a conversation with it. He, guy's crazy, mind. I mean completely crazy. <laughs> Is it but good? Nice Is it yeah, good? but a nice guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's get into uh, some cowboys news before we start yeah, getting into the positional breakdown of the wide receivers, because uh, wide receiver being yeah, well. probably one of the largest groups from top to bottom so i mean the back end will flash through which isn't too bad um but obviously uh, straight out the gate first of all it was father's day sunday so to all the dads and to all the sons and the daughters um and obviously fathers here and no longer with us uh, we hope everyone had a nice father's day um yeah. But that is just to start the news off. But right. let's get into the more important stuff. Uh, Dak has officially signed his uh, tender, uh, which Nick. means yes, yeah, it does mean that we've got him locked down for this season. Uh, Thirty-one mil against the cap, um, mm-hmm. obviously for the franchise tag. Uh, bear in mind, right? He is only twenty-six years old, so you're probably looking at. Another two or three, depending on how far he goes, contracts uh, that he's been looking to make. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing to bear in mind is although he's signed the franchise tag, if the Cowboys don't manage to break this, um, this standoff that they've got by July uh, 15th, and then it goes into next year and they still don't manage it, and they franchise tag him again next year in 2021, he'll actually be, yeah, he's close to 38 million against right. the cap. Cow-
1: because at least 38 million.
0: At least, yeah, depending on
1: who else has a contract.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it'll be like a Kirk Cousins situation where Washington, like the franchise, yeah. like two, two years in a row, the franchise uh, title.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it's not the way to do it, in my opinion, to go yeah. double franchise. It's just way too expensive. Uh, in my right. opinion, um, I don't know what you think about this, Maris. If he doesn't sign long term by the 15th. Do you think that in 2021 we're looking at a new
1: quarterback? You know? I don't think we are, honestly. No. I think he's going to have a really good year. And I think he's going to pretty much put their backs even further against the wall than they already are. So you got you got a new coach, a new system, a great receiving core. Oh yeah. Hopefully we start using more of these weapons. And everybody looks at what he had last year and those stats, they should go even higher. I'm expecting a close to MVP season from Dak. And if that's the case, then it's going to be a very tough sale to say we got to let this guy walk. So do you think that's what Dak in his mind is
0: playing? He's, He's betting on not just himself, but the rest of the team to get him a bigger contract than what he's expected now then?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. I think I think he sees the writing on the wall as well because he he looked at how well he played. Um, he finally got a uh, number one receiver in Amari Cooper and they got him locked up. So now he knows his his floor is high right now because yep. he knows he has Coop. And then he got that unexpected new toy that nobody thought we would get in C D <laughs> Lamb. So now he's like, head exploded.
0: Yeah. This yeah, can yeah. be amazing. Definitely.
1: Um,
0: do you think, uh, Graham? That I mean, Mark has just mentioned it now. The CD Lamb um, being taken in the draft. Do you think as soon as that happened, uh, Dax started seeing money bags in his eyes and thought, "Right, well, <laughs> I'll I'll wait for a franchise tag and blow this up out, you know, for another um, year."
3: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he, straight away he's an upgrade on Randall Cobb, um, oh, yeah. and he hasn't. I, He hasn't played a game yet, no, so um, you've got a number one caliber receiver joining another number one caliber receiver with a second trying to be a number one caliber receiver, so uh, we are stacked at wide receiver. There is no way Dak can blame the Cowboys for not loading up on weapons for him. Um, And like you say, with those weapons, it's only going to elevate his game, and by elevating his game means elevates his contract too. Yeah. So yeah. if it if it doesn't work for Dak, they're gonna they're gonna move on from the high end talks. They're gonna say, We we've given you all the weapons in the world, we've given you a stud running back, we've given you a, a very good offensive line and three toys to go and play with. So what what isn't clicking and they're not gonna they're not gonna give a huge contract to a player that's not clicking, so he has to hit the ground running, but I think he will,
2: and yeah. then it's big money talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking about like of so the contract and stuff like that, um, a lot of it is still down to related to his agent. I Mean look, for example, what Todd Franz did to um, the Tennessee Titans quarterback. Yeah, like Ryan Yeah, Ryan that, the, yeah, right. yeah. When, when I saw when I saw that contract for what that short space of time he did I'm like, oh, I, I was literally losing more hair in my head I was like, ah. So yeah, like, if yeah. that's the case I just don't even know where to begin with the dark one and we've seen it unfold uh, all the rumors decline contracts and now now it's the franchise tag so it's now all, all of us now pressured on dark to perform now
1: mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> if he really that wants that by contract. That is true. It's,
0: it's
2: not just the, the pressure from
3: Dak and the performance, though, um, you just know they have one eye on Kansas City because... Definitely. Yeah, uh, it's
2: Mahomes. It's Mahomes. If, if Patrick he,
3: Mahomes he, breaks that, that um, short, signing no. bonus, which I fully expect him to, Dak is going to look at that number and say, let's talk there or thereabouts. And there's... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Mahomes <laughs> deserves every dollar he gets because I would rate the Cowboys' receiver core over the Chiefs' receiver core. I think they, they just have yeah. more talent. But Holmes seems to have that knack of taking the game by the scuff of the neck and controlling it. When, when we saw them go behind and he rallied in the biggest stage and brought home the trophy, so yep. um, he'll be well paid. And... I really hope that they get Dak done before that happens. I <laughs> <laughs> think
1: <But> it, does, <laughs> need,
0: it definitely does need to get done before Mahomes. Yes. I think if, if it happens after, benchmarks just gone up. Yeah. Definitely.
1: The, the only thing that scares me about the Dak situation, there's this one big stone that's in the way, and that's COVID 19. Yeah. If we get into 2021 and we don't have fans in the stadiums, the salary cap is going to go down, and Dak's team doesn't have any control over that, and the ownership doesn't have any control over that. So, if Dak wants 40 million and the numbers just simply don't add up, and there's nothing the front office can do, then Dak has to make a tough decision on is there anybody else who even has 40 million out there for me? Because not only would it affect us, it'll affect the 31 other teams. So,
2: yeah. I if
1: he thought. goes to that point, there may not be forty million out there him from anybody. That's,
2: that's very interesting that you said. i never realised that this could actually have an a massive impact within the whole NFL when it comes to the yeah. salary cap in total. But that's yeah, that is quite interesting. to See if this does carry out through next year as well.
0: Yeah. And on the, on on the flip is obviously the other side of that is. Like you know, you're looking at at the the way it goes down. There's a way it goes up too.
1: There where, is a way that yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just so up in the air because obviously you've got the new CBA, you've got the natural um the way that, that the cap naturally increases. You know, through how it's all designed,
1: right?
0: Due to you know the the way the inflation works on on the cap, so it could go the other way. Yeah, it could it's so weird it's just a really unusual position to be in you know i it, it, and i think maybe perhaps at this stage if you look at the tag you know if you're saying about the uncertainty it could be the best way to
1: go yeah that's true
0: it's just it's just one of those weird situations you know this year yeah. not just for the cowboys for for all the teams everybody you know? right yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just so unusual cuz you just don't know where it's gonna go, um, but I mean, yeah, we—I mean, we pretty much talked that one to death. So we'll try and get <laughs> to the, the wide receiver core, uh, which is all about our positional breakdown series. Yeah, I think—I um, don't know what you all you guys think. I think we're pretty much though in agreement. Amari Cooper is the wide receiver one of this team. Yes, yeah. yeah. yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that's pretty easy to say. Uh, yeah. The only thing that I want to ask all of you is, do you think? Five years, $100 million. Now, bear in mind, right, this year against the cap, Amari Cooper's only $12 million. Right. Over the next four years, is $22 million, which is mm-hmm. a, a, a big, significant hit. Yes. Is he, is he worth the $22 million a year is the question. The 12000000 million, let's not worry about that for now. The $22 million going forward, is he worth that?
1: Yeah. Without Without seeing what C D Lamb does, I would say yes, because you can just see a drastic improvement in Dak's numbers since Amari's been there. So just because your your 31 million dollar quarterback looks better, that makes Amari's value invaluable to the team. But if Cooper comes if um Lamb comes in and he starts to show us something and Gallup shows us something. That's going to make his value to the team
2: drop a little bit.
1: But as of right now, I'll say, yeah, he's worth it.
2: Yeah. So in a way, I, I agree with you, but at the same time, I'm thinking from this perspective, because we saw what Gallup did last season. Like, right. He, he took the pressure off Cooper, but whenever uh, Cooper was a little bit quieter, that would fall back to him again. And you mm-hmm. saw that you saw the balance where both Gallup and Cooper got over 1,000 yards last season. So it, it can be a blessing in disguise Potentially, yeah. now we are adding that third weapon. Because who are they going to target? We don't know. It's, yeah. it's 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 pretty much like uh, poker. Pretty much, you just dealt yeah. with the hand and try and go for the person that you think is going to be the target. But yeah, at least... I think it's no no coincidence that the
3: the kind of the the train came off the tracks in December when Cooper started to to falter a little bit, and I think mm-hmm. that yeah. goes hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, but adding add C.D. Lamb, you're not going to see Cooper doubled, because if you double Cooper, you're going to get hurt somewhere else. So yeah. I'm not I'm not big on uh, in, yeah. NFL backfield, but you might see an awful lot more zone. You might see a couple of safeties all the time. You might see them spread out a little bit more. So if you've got somebody like Amari Cooper, who you can even move into the slot, you can move pieces around before the snap and and see what's good, um, you know. It just just having that much talent, you, you'd almost be forgiven for thinking that the numbers would drop because, the, like I keep saying on the podcast, there is only one ball, right? You no, know, and it, it, to have two receivers over a thousand yards was was great last year, even yeah. even though the season didn't turn out the way it did you've got 2,000-yard receivers, and then you go and add a, a number one pick. You yeah. know, you would always been forgiven for, for his numbers dropping a little bit.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, bear in mind, right, there's one significant thing, right, is since he's come into the the NFL, he's had five seasons. Four of them, he's had seasons of 1,000 yards or more, and only one season is he not, right? Mm-hmm. And in 2019, last year, that, so far, has been his best season in terms of yards and touchdowns.
1: Right. Yep.
0: Yep. So he's naturally progressing. Uh, yep. You know, you can see it. If you watch the stats year by year, bar the one year with Oakland where he went down, but, I mean, let's, let's face it, this was an Oakland Raiders team, I think it was about three years ago, and we all know what that team was like. <laughs> right. I mean, it was a, it was a yeah. Jack Del Rio team, and yeah. I think that year, I think Jack actually got fired after that season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were
3: considering moving on from Derek Carr that year. Yeah. They were. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I think they still are. That, but still that's are. That's <laughs> another, that's another <laughs> conversation. Yeah, yeah. That, that pretty much, How'd that's one on, of those, that, yeah, that's one of those things that happen every off season where we get told, you know, we're moving on from him. Um, yeah. But one of the interesting facts is, is he is a first round pick. And he's made the Pro Bowl four times. Right. He is one of eight wide receivers taken in the first round since 2011 to make the Pro Bowl. That's it. There's that's, no yeah. more. That's a great stat. That is a crazy stat. Yeah. That, like, first round wide receivers barely make the Pro Bowl, but Amari Cooper is
1: one of them. Right. Uh, the third guy on is named Graham, right? Yeah. Yes. That's Graham. Okay. Um, so Graham made a good point that is another part of his game we don't really talk about, and that's his route running. And no other year would you have the ability to let Amari Cooper play extended period of time in the slot. Even Mm -hmm. last year, you can't put Randall Cobb outside and put Cooper in the slot. Now we actually have two guys who you can put outside and let Cooper take advantage of his best trait, which is his route running, and you can put him inside for extended periods and then he just has a full release wherever he wants to go. So his stats could easily explode just because you have a, a third option who can play outside as well as inside. Yeah, and that is
0: a big thing. That, because, like, as we were talking about, I know we'll get to C D Lamb or we can integrate the two together here at this point, is you literally have two players that are interchangeable. So they're almost playing positionless football. And when you play positionless football, like, if you look at the 49ers, They done
2: that. You've got me up. I think the key word we're looking for is flexibility.
0: Mm. Right,
2: exactly. Versatility, yeah. Versatility, flexibility. Like if you can have receivers that can play multiple angles of like playing on the left or the right, play the slot, whatever, uh, depending on what the route you're doing. If they can do it all, it's just going to open so many doors and defenses that just don't know what they're going to do. Exactly. It's. It means a lot more study and a lot more playful for them to study it in such a limited time. Yeah. So
0: definitely. Um, I mean, like we we may as well integrate it with you know the the, the two together because I think Cooper and Lamb are pretty much going to be an interchangeable pieces together as you say with due to their versatility. Yeah. So like, let's take it this way then with with Cooper and Lamb because of the the draft pick and because of the way that. Uh, Lamb and Cooper play. Do you see, like, pretty much the way that it's going on, on the the roster? You're going to see three wide receiver sets constantly. So you're going to have
1: not so much 21 personnel. What do you reckon, Marcus? Oh, definitely. That's yeah? too much talent to have one of those guys on the bench. Yeah. And then we haven't even talked about Gallup yet. That's just a no. whole nother yep. another avenue that's, that's just going to be even more amazing. Well, so, it is
0: with. Hit us with Gallup then. Um, we'll just work right through the roster. Here. Gallup, okay. what is it that um, makes Gallup such an interesting prospect for the Cowboys and a player?
1: So when, Gal- when Gallup came out, I was one of the few people that I know that saying he was a first-round talent that year. Yeah, Everybody was crowning DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley. But if you go back and look at Gallup's stats from college, everything that yeah. he shows us now, he was doing it then. He yep. was a big play guy. He yep. was a one-on-one, 50-50 ball guy. He had a lot of yards. He had a lot of touchdowns. A lot and of physicality. A lot of physicality, right. Yep. So yep. you have three guys now that you can't double-team any one of them. And they all have pretty – they're similar, but they all have a unique skill set that they can all take advantage of. Mm. You got Gallup, who's the 50-50 guy. Yep. You got Lamb, who's the – the yak guy, he can catch yeah. it and take it the up yak. the field. The yak daddy. Right. And then you got Cooper, who's your, who's your pure route guy. Mm. So everybody has a strength and they're amazing at it. And it's going to be a really pick-your-poison type offense. Definitely. Yep. Team 40 burger, as they keep saying. Definitely.
2: <laughs> I know we're talking about Raven Seals, but don't forget our Blade Jarwin as well. Right, yeah, yeah, I and I mean, we, 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 we've not even seen enough of him yet due to last season, but we don't even know what to expect for this one because um, mm-hmm. our our good friend uh, Shannon Rossy's got him going over a thousand yards. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So we're yeah, gonna have four thousand yeah. yard guys on the team. <laughs> who, who knows? And if mm-hmm. that's the case, if that's the case, Dad might as well. Dad might, Prescott might as well get his cash book. Ready, <laughs> ready then so sure. we, we actually we
0: mentioned that last week to Eagle, and we said, Oh, by the way, Shannon Gross reckons he's going a thousand yards and he, he just made a laugh. And he was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing bad because Shannon's my guy. But you just laughed and we're like, Yeah, yeah, we we made that same laugh. Um but I,
1: I know um, we're not I know on, we're not talking on. about tight ends, but with Blake Jarwin, I can see him having four or five hundred yards but I think he's going to get about 25 yards a catch because yes. nobody can run with him in the middle yeah. of the field. Every yeah. play he makes is going to be a big play. I think
0: he is a pure move. Tight end. No, right. mo- no matter where you put it, he is a pure move tight end. And whenever you look at his plays, I mean, we did a highlight play last week of Blake Jarwin because it tied oh. in with, um, our tight end breakdown. Um, if you look at them, they're all 20 yard catches down the field. Hey. Uh, or he's, he's you know, making moves and jokes and moving defenders in front of him. It is going to be crazy. Yeah. I, I got him for about 670, personally, and, and a handful of touchdowns. But one of the more interesting things for me is the fact that usually your tight end is your red zone. He's a good red zone target. I, he, he can be, but you need mm-hmm. to get, you know, for Blake Jarman, we need to get things moving to get him free. For me... The more important factor for the red zone is the guy we're just talking about, Michael Gallup. I think he's a huge red zone target. For me, the way I see Michael Gallup, Des Brian Jr.
2: I would agree with that. Uh, Yeah, that's a really good comparison. I would definitely agree with that.
1: Yep. Isolate him on one side. If you see a corner playing a straight man, just throw it up and let him do what he does. Yeah. Yep.
2: And then yep. once he gets the ball. And he and he, and he, he attacks it. He attacks
0: yeah. it like, oh,
2: look at yeah.
0: possessed. Yeah. And but even when you look at him, you know, that, that Des Bryant style of running, where he's not gonna try and get the defender off footed, he's just gonna run through you. And he's gonna mm-hmm. let you know, yeah. he's gonna let you know he's there. Yeah.
2: He's got powerful striding on him.
0: He, yeah, yeah, and he'll open up and cover ground quickly. Um, you know, exactly like Des Bryant, where I think with Gallup, he's not a pure route runner, like like you say, Marcus. He's the guy you throw the ball up and you say, go be nasty, give that ball some attitude, and let the defenders know we're there. Right. Um, Now, one of the more interesting things for Gallup is he's got two years left on his contract, and in both years, the cap only hovers around about the million-dollar mark. Right. I say only. Like I, I'd love that, but it's only a <laughs> only a million dollar. Um Now, last season we were just talking about was his best season. Over a thousand yards, actually got quite close to breaking Amari Cooper's. Yeah, um, record. He was only off by about eighty yards.
1: And he played um, like two less games too.
0: Yeah, because yeah. He, he, Amari Cooper out with the, the foot issues, so he yeah. became the wide receiver one. Now, here's my only problem with Gallup, is exactly that. I don't know what you guys think of this, and I'll start with you on this one, Graham. Gallup had an opportunity while Amari Cooper was out with injury to say, look, I can be a wide receiver one, check this out, and he really didn't shine as much as we wanted him to. He was still good, but not great. Not like what we wanted. Do you think Gallup is perhaps more suited as a wide receiver to on the other side as, as a compliment? Do you think that that's his style of game?
3: I think it's got a lot to do with the CD lamb pick. Um, I think not only did they see value in CD lamb, they kind of thought, well, Michael, we kind of wanted you to be the one there. And I don't know if you were. So, there's all sorts of, of little things, um, but I, just just while you guys were talking there, I loaded up Amari Cooper's contract, and according to OverTheCap.com, he has no guaranteed money from 2022.
0: That's correct, yeah. And I sure. just
3: wonder if that's got something to do with it. You know, Michael Gallup has two years left, there's no guaranteed money for Coop after two years, mm. it's basically... There's a little bit of open competition going there because you're not going to be able to keep all three of them after yeah. they signed their certain contracts. So open competition is always healthy, and I just wonder if that's got a little bit of something to do with Michael Gallup's fall off. If he had come in and 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 been the hundred hundred game two touchdown catch guy that they wanted him to be while Cooper was out, we maybe not have gone with CD Lamb. You know, sure. it's 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 a it was a it was still a luxury pick for me, and I thought we could have. You know, maybe the phone was ringing, maybe there was an opportunity to trade down, I don't know. Um excited to watch all three of them, but I just think <laughs> in the future you're gonna have you're gonna have to just temper it a little bit because you cannot have three number one receiver money. Um uh, and if Michael Gallup continues the way that he's been playing for the Cowboys, somebody will see him as a one. You know, that we might there might be in the form of a trade offer, there might be big money offered to him. Um, um, towards the end of his contract, if, if you know if, if he does hit free agency, uh, but if he continues on the trajectory, I mean he's he's got better numbers than Des Bryant did in his second year. You know how you guys were yeah. talking many yeah, days. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
3: yeah. He broke it. He broke a thousand yards after two. It took Des three season to break a thousand yards.
1: Right. Um,
3: so there's just a little little nudge by picking by picking C D Lamb. They've given Michael Gallup a little nudge. And yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he takes off because it'll be exciting to watch on Sundays.
0: It's yeah. definitely going to be exciting, but I think one of the issues that, that cropped up last year, I think everybody can agree that one of the biggest issues that was happening on the wide receiver core last year was the drop passes, yes. right? Yeah. Now, tell me what you think to this, right, Marcus? One of the biggest culprits on the wide receiver core was, in fact, Michael Gallup. He had a catch rate last year of 53%. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is perhaps uh, down to coaching? So we've got new wide receivers coach. So uh, last year it was Sanjay Lal. Sanjay this Lal, year right. It, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and this year it's Adam Henry, who's bounced around a few teams, so he'll have different ideas. Do you think it's down to coaching, or do you think it's just
1: experience? I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. Um as much as I love Michael Gallup, one thing that I hate about his game is he has mental lapses. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch him play, Dak gets blamed for everything. Yep. But there were a lot of plays where the ball looked like Dak overthrew it, but what happened was it looked like Gallup was supposed to keep running and he slowed down and then he tried to speed back up or he tried to, miss, he tried to jump and mistimed it. So he made a lot of mental mistakes that cost him a lot of stats his first year and his second year, even though he had a great year. Yeah. So I think it was a little bit of also him not knowing not knowing really how to run routes. Let's that's, mm-hmm. that's not ignore that. He's <laughs> yeah. a great player, but you don't see him running the routes. It's pretty much fade, go, deep comeback. Mm-hmm. He, can, he yeah. can get away with that with the way the team was last year because you had a guy like Cooper and you had a back like Zeke taking pressure off of you but if you're on a team where you're a number 1 unless your quarterback is just great and can put the ball exactly where it needs to be you can't be a number 1 with such a limited route tree
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely agree with you there yeah. um but you use an interesting one because we at the moment we've spoken about great route running mm-hmm. we've spoken about um a yak daddy uh, yeah. with uh, CD Lamb I and like we've this spoken about too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yak, daddy. And then, uh, yeah. And then you've obviously got the physical side um, with, um, as we were just mentioning, Michael Gallup. One of the guys on this roster, though, I think the fastest, probably the fastest guy on this roster is a wide receiver, and that's Noah Brown. Um, I don't know what your guys' feelings are on Noah Brown. <laughs> This is a guy
2: who... Noah Brown or Devin Smith? Noah Brown. Okay. I, think he's I, I, I was about to say because I was expecting <laughs> you to see Devin Smith, to be perfectly honest. No,
0: I, Devin Smith is fast. I think Noah Brown's faster. Okay. I honestly right, do. True. But use my question about Noah Brown with you guys. We've had a small sample size. The guys only had nine receptions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it and uh he spent last year on the injury on the injury report yeah. uh, got put onto ir so we haven't really seen him at all do you think no brown this is his last chance this year to like a make or break or do you think perhaps with everybody else that's been put into this no brown's already done
2: well, I think, given with the with the new coach, I see if we were still with Jason Garrett, he would still have that wants to see how things go along, but with Mike McCarthy, he just wants the best players available. He even mm-hmm. said that when he joins like like mm-hmm. numerous occasions like I'm here to get the best players available, get them and uh, get them on the field so um, I think this might be the last chance of opportunity with Dallas, but whether like in the future, there will be other teams mm-hmm. so but I think this might be the, the do a break for him.
3: If yeah. if I am um, Noah Brown, Ventel Bryant, Tevin Smith, I'm on the phone to my agent. Get yeah. me an opportunity somewhere else. I mean, w- when are these guys going to see the field on off on offense?
2: Well, you not know, on offense. Yeah, yeah They'll was... definitely they'll definitely make uh, efforts in special teams for definite mm-hmm. for sure.
0: That was yeah. going to be my next question, which I'll send to you, uh, Myers. Do you think then perhaps, given the fact, you know, Noah Brown is having difficulties as a wide receiver and the way that uh, we we've, we've pretty much got our top three mm-hmm. and it's going to be hard to break into that, especially when we look at the next two guys as well, right. who are sn- uh, trying to sniff for that fourth wide receiver spot. Do you think perhaps Noah Brown is going to see more work as a gunner on special teams?
1: The, to me, the only way Noah Brown makes this team is special teams. Mm-hmm. And he has a leg up on everybody because he's given us three amazing years of special teams work. Like, sure. he was our guy for three years. So I think that gives him a huge advantage. And because you got these top three guys who give you so much and probably won't come off the field that much, you have to have one guy who's just amazing at special teams. Yep. So even if, he, even if he gives you nothing on offense, if he gives you great special teams play, I think he has a good shot. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yep, definitely. To the, to the <clears throat> so the, the next bit is, I think, where on the, the wide receiver roster is where it gets a bit jumbled up. Mm-hmm. this is where it's going to get tricky because you've really, you've got, I mean you've got the guys who are on practice squads and the undrafted uh, free agents which we'll look at in a moment but the next three, uh, I think, are the ones i I'm still I think certainly Cedric Wilson because of the name is going to be yeah. the guy at the top of the list but you've also got, uh, you've got Tevin Smith and you've got uh, Tevin Jones as well uh, from uh, Memphis who was with the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. Um dance around on practice squad. And now he's back. Uh, sorry, now he's back. Now he's in Dallas. So it's those three guys. Um, I'll start with you, Marcus. So you got Cedric Wilson, Devin Smith, Tim Jones. I mean, are, are you putting them in that order the way I've done, or have you got a different take on how you think it's going to go with these three guys?
1: Give me the order one more time. You said well, Devin Smith.
0: The order: Cedric Wilson. Is uh, uh, my, so. This is in my particular order. Okay. I don't know what you're saying. So you got Cedric Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, Devin Smith, and then mm-hmm. Tevin Jones.
1: I would agree with that order. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm Cedric Wilson is a, is a Memphis guy, so you know I always have to support yeah, my yeah. home team. <laughs> uh, watch his so dad t- play. So is
0: Tavon Jones. Tevin Jones is
1: Manchester. Yeah. So yeah. um, Cedric Wilson is almost a legend in Memphis in high school football in Memphis. <laughs> Him and Tony Pollard.
0: Yeah, people, yeah, still yeah. Talk,
1: people still talk about those guys in terms of high school football. And then you had Cedric Wilson has his dad who's from here, and he's a Super Bowl champ, so his name is always going to be relevant in the NFL and in Memphis. But he has that inside-outside ability. He's also a deep threat guy, and he does something that nobody else on your list does. He can be a returner. Yeah. And right now we don't have a punt return on this team. If, if you had to guess, you would say C.D. Lamb's probably the, the best yeah. bet, but do you really want him being your part returner if you don't have exactly. to? Mm-hmm. So, I think Cedric Wilson's kind of got a leg up on everybody else. Um, Devin Smith, just from that speed factor and that one great game he had last year kind of keeps yeah. his name relevant, and then you have to put the Jones kid last. Yeah. The- I, I I mean,
0: Jones, I mean, because he's Memphis as well so yeah. you probably know a lot more about him than we do i mean i don't know i i watched some of his highlight reel the only thing i could really compare him to in terms of play comparison is marvin jones i don't know mm-hmm. his, uh, if you feel that that's a decent comparison for him um but i mean looking at cedric wilson he is a restricted free agent in 2021 yeah. um which is interesting because that means we get to kind of see what he can do for an, an extra year um, maybe see what we can get back if it doesn't work out mm-hmm. but in terms of Cedric Wilson is it literally just the special team side that sets him apart from the other two?
1: I think it's also the slot ability okay. um, Cedric Wilson is a great route runner mm-hmm. he never gets to show it off because he's always injured just to be honest <laughs> yeah. but I watched a lot of him at Boise state as well. And he was a big threat guy. He was a route running guy. He actually reminded me kind of like a little CD lamb in him. He has, he has okay. a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but the injuries mm-hmm. just hamper him and he can't get on the field. Yeah. And last year, when you look at the receiving core, this is one of the knocks on the coaches. They did a terrible job of how they put players on the field. And who they put as an inactive player. Mm -hmm. So you talk about Ventrell Bryant, who Mm kind of took over the Noah Brown role. Mm. He was our only real special team guy, so you had to make a place for him. But then you had guys like Cedric Wilson and Devin Smith, who were inactive every week. And I think at least one of those guys should have been given more of a chance to contribute offensively. And hopefully they get in training camp and they get they get their fair share of looks.
0: Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, Graham, here's a good one for you: Devin Smith, uh, which we've just been speaking about. Now, these pair think he's faster than My Noah Brown, right? Now uh, I'm disagreeing. But he was with the New York Giants, uh, Jets. Sorry, uh, back in 2015, yeah. 16. He then spent all of 2017 and 18 out of the league. Do you think that he still has a long way to go based on the fact that he's missed two years out of the league to be able to break into the roster?
3: Yeah, he has to. Um, when you, when you consider, when you consider the, the, the receivers are in the league, they don't even have jobs at the moment. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so, it really is so competitive, even on special teams. Um, you know, the, the particular in the Cowboys, the first three are set. We all know that. We all recognize it. It's you're really just competing for the odd, the odd looking on, on offense and then special teams. So, um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's uh, you. You really, you really don't know. You really don't know because that that has to set them back. Um, and when you consider. The amount of injuries and inactives that we had last year, you go and throw C D Lamb into the mix. It mm. only it's, it's only just pushed everybody down one slot when we pick C D Lamb. So yeah, yeah. um it's it's gonna be tough. Definitely. You know, you just he's just hoping for that that one catch from um the Red Rocket in a third preseason game, mm-hmm. a flash that makes mm-hmm. somebody think You know, maybe we should go and get him. Um, (laughs) It'll be be
0: tough. It will be Uh, tough. I mean, the only other interesting fact from those three guys that I think makes Tevin Jones um, quite interesting is they actually signed him to a futures contract uh, last year. So that does make him stick around for, you know, gives it that little bit more of appeal, but whether that works out, I don't know. But the next guy then, because uh, the, the 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 next two guys, if you like, are guys who have been <clears throat> on the Cowboys practice squad already. I get your take on these two, Paul. Um First of all, we got John V. Johnson from Toledo mm-hmm. Um spent. He was an undrafted free agent, but he spent last year on uh, IR with a shoulder. And the other guy is Vantel Bryan, um, which we spoke about Temple. He was a, an undrafted free agent from the Bengals, and we yeah. then we picked him up. I don't know if you remember that we picked him up later on in the year. Was on the practice squad. Then he kind of like activated and brought him up. He had one reception during that time for 15 yards, but that went for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so far. He's uh, 100% across the board.
1: <laughs> um, but,
0: gee, here's the trouble that I got with Entel Bryant, right? Is that uh, at a time when you've got a lot of wide receivers on your roster, and as we mentioned, took, you took know, our shiny new guy who's wearing the 88 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it pushes everyone down. During the off season, this guy unfortunately picked up a DUI charge. Um, mm. And we all know that you know, no team likes negative news. Do you think with Van Aubryne that that's gonna end up being his downfall? That it could be a reason because all teams are looking for a reason. They're looking for a reason to keep you. They're looking for a reason to cut you. What What do you make of the Van o 'Brien as well as the John Bay Johnson uh, selection as well?
2: Oh, to be honest, I really don't really know too much about them. To be honest, as always as you know, I'm more of a defensive guy, but. Yeah um yeah i mean it's like you just kind of said there in regards to like say if you've made a mistake outside of football that will have a negative impact on towards your actual football career even if it's it shouldn't like any like your social life should not have a knock-on effect what you do but it seems to be because it's the nfl your public life does reflect into that so um, yeah, I would say it would it would just give coaches some uh, it's or, yeah, and it's, to be honest, like, I'm not a big fan of it, like because players I want to kind of like get back onto the, the good side of things, mm-hmm. time and time over. This is, listen, I messed up. I want to make things right. I'll work my tail off. I'll do what you need me to do, and and everyone knows when you're competing for that one of the toughest positions to outside the top three. Even yeah. being a, like a backup wide receiver, you're gonna work your butt off just to be that that fourth that fourth wide receiver, like especially if you're running like a a, a like like a hail like for example, you run a hail mary and there's no tight end for example, you need a fourth wide receiver. Who's gonna be that fourth?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so
2: there's there, 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 there's a lot of things you need to think about as well. I mean, um, but yeah, I, I really don't know too much about Johnny Johnson and. Fanteil Brent, obviously, like like you said, plays with the Bengals and that, but I, I, I do not really comment too much on it. But I'm kind of... I'm maybe kind of over a bit of tangent, but I'm actually quite interested with the two... The, sorry, the other two rookies that we've got is Kendrick Rogers, and yeah. let me get the other one. It is... Stephen Goodry. Uh, Stephen Goodry, yeah. Oh, sorry, there's so, oh, three then. Aaron yeah, Ar- yeah. And, Aaron and Parker. Aaron Parker, yeah, Parker yeah. yeah. So my apologies there, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so... So, I'm quite interested because they'll be pff, like straight across the deal. Want to make a point to prove that it's like they can make it in the NFL more than anything.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, when you look at, I mean, let's move straight into the next three, right? If you look at all three, uh, which were undrafted free agents, right? Mm-hmm. So, the all yep. three yep. undrafted free agent rookies we've taken are all over six foot two. Yeah. yeah. So, size. Like, I'm
2: just looking at the. I don't think we have any wide receiver now that is six well Javon Johnson is six foot but yep. nothing less all all are like six one six two yep. six the three, yeah. the
0: three the three the three tallest think... wide receivers on our roster are all the three undrafted free agents. So right. I don't know if that's the yeah. McCarthy thing that he's trying to look at. Um yeah. I mean if you was to I, I'll get your take, Marcus, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to rank Kendrick, Aaron and, and Steven, how are you gonna
1: rank them? Let me ask you guys this question before I answer that. Okay, go on. How many receivers do you guys think we take? Because we talked about 10 guys. How I many know. do you think we keep on this team? I think we only keep five. Yeah, i would
2: got five. Six so, at most. I, I, I was going to say six because you definitely need maybe one or two of them for special That's, teams. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and obviously we'll probably sign a couple of those guys onto uh, the practice, practice squad. Yeah. So if you're going to include the practice squad, I would say eight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, seven or eight, give or take. Because obviously yeah. we've got other, other needs for other positions as well. But so but for the actual for the first team squad, I would say minimum five, maximum six. Okay. Yeah,
1: All yeah. Right. I just Probably. wanted to make sure you guys didn't think we were keeping seven receivers. I was about to. No. No. I was got to burst about his bubble before I started. No.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, if he was to rank those three, because no. it's going to lead into the next part. If he was to right. rank those three, in what order would you rank
1: them? That is a very difficult question. Yeah. Um, I've watched really a true. lot of Stephen Gidry, mm. and he's big. He's fast. He's strong. But you could say the same thing about Kendrick Rogers. And Kendrick Rogers made some amazing catches at a and
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Like, yeah. I don't think he had but, like, 25 catches on the year. And <laughs> probably 20 of them were highlights. <laughs> yeah.
0: Look, like, and, this is the thing with Kendrick Rogers that I never understood watching A&M playing, right? Uh-huh. Is that it was like he'd do nothing all game. And come mm-hmm. the end of the game... They're like, yeah. Callum, Mon, Callum Mon's like, I need somebody to help me win this game. What am I going to do? And it was like, I don't know. What's the game plan? Uh, throw to Kendrick. And, it was like, okay. <laughs> and that right. just seemed to be the game plan. It, exactly. it,
2: sounds, it, it sounds like, in soccer terms, the super sub.
0: It is. But he's there all game doing nothing. Because
2: yeah, yeah, I'm looking, at, I've got his stats right here in front of me on the a ms website. And like 351 yards and only two touchdowns last year. And... His best game in terms of yardage was against um, Lamar, which was earlier in the season. Yeah. Yeah. But but uh, but other than that, uh, it was like forty five yards against Auburn, uh, forty four yards against Mississippi State, and forty eight yards away to Georgia. So I would,
1: I would guarantee you. Of those yards, it was probably one catch for 38 yards, and it was probably, probably. the best catches
2: you ever saw. Yeah. Well, that's funny you just mentioned that, because it, it was only three receptions for the game of Georgia. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, six receptions against Lamar, four against Auburn, and four against Mississippi State. So you, when you break it down by average, you are probably turn about 10, 10, 12 yards per catch.
1: Yeah. Ooh. But I guarantee you it was one of those catches for 35 yards. Yeah, 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 guaranteed. Yeah. It's probably one handed over three guys and a backflip or something ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, literally, he's very lean, Ken. Yeah. Um, And he's not not a route runner at all. Not like if you look at it, he runs like three routes. Uh,
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Literally. Um, Well, I'm sorry.
1: What makes this so difficult to rank those 3 is when you put in Aaron Parker. Yes. I, I can't find any tape on him, but I when like I him. look at his stats, it's re- it's like Jerry Rice type stats. Like <laughs> the kid had four t- I think he had 10 straight games with a touchdown. He had 14 100-yard games. And I think he only played like 20 games in college. Mm. He has um he led the division in catches and yards and touchdowns in one year. And then the next year, I think he led them in catches and yards.
2: So he just dominated at
1: that level. Yeah, and-
2: yeah I'm just looking at the stats as well. It seems like it's, uh, it's been a continuous progression as well. Exactly. It's like from 400 yards in his uh, freshman year, second year was 8-2-3, year was 972, and his final season – with uh, Rhode Island was one thousand two hundred twenty-four yards. Right, well, that's.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, here's use the issue. Then is do you think perhaps the fact that he plays for a lesser known school that's made him underlooked? Potentially, because
2: because yeah. uh, it's because it's up against the competition when you're mm-hmm. you're playing against that same level. Yeah. yeah. But, like so. It was the same idea, like, um, who's the offensive tackle that got drafted um, a couple of years ago? Uh, Alex Carpa from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was talking about, oh, he's such a monster offensive lineman. I know I'm kind of going off topic, but I'm just kind of trying to try and make yeah, the comparison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But because he was more of a, I think, wasn't it even second division? It was like fourth division, was it not? Right. incidentally like uh, The humbled the same university where the hockey team had that tragedy. Oh, uh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I find
2: that's the same school. Um, but basically, when you look at his footage, he was a monster, but it's not the same competition. Yeah. So I think that's kind of... I don't know if that might be why we That could be the same thing, so... I, the
0: only thing I could find on him, right? I, I'm the same as you. I tried yesterday, looking around about Aaron Park, to find some information on him, that apparently... Um, based on just, like, some articles that I've read about him, is that it sounds a little bit gallop, Mike, Mike Gap, in the fact that he's a tall, rangy guy, mm-hmm. physical, physical, uh, great in contested catches. Yeah. The only issue that they've got that kept coming up each... Because uh, I've read three separate articles on him, and all three mentioned the same thing, was his hands. Uh, that he, right. yeah, dropping, passing. And <laughs> I think... The issue that we had last year that we've already mentioned with drop passes, and if that happens while he's at camp, if there is a camp, or in pre-season games, and they see drop passes, does that instantly click the light off for him?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think that with the stats he's producing, but if that's the case, like, like you said, we don't have much game tape, so you can only right. just go based on the articles. So if he's dropping passes, can you imagine yeah. what, if he could catch them all <laughs> based yeah, on, right. like, He would definitely be much more higher than being an undrafted, yeah. for sure. He would, he yeah. would actually be drafted in, like, in the mid-range or something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just wonder, with, with the undrafted guys, you just wonder how many
3: offers they had. Um, when once the draft finished, because if you're an undrafted wide receiver, I don't know if the Cowboys is your ideal opportunity because we we talked. Marcus brought up the point before. You're talking about keeping five or six receivers. We already know the third. We probably know Noah Brown is the fourth. What opportunity do you have? Right. Uh, Even if it's just a a special teams, you just wonder. Um, did they get a call from a, a team picking in the top ten that was wide receiver needy? We talked about this being a deep wide receiver draft, but mm. to go all the way undrafted, I just wonder how many phone calls did they actually get? Because to to be on the Cowboys at the moment, you're only really looking at special teams if you're an undrafted player or the practice squad. Yeah, you know. So I just yeah. I just wonder how many how many phone calls they got after the draft.
2: Mm. So it could be again. There could be a thing from the player's perspective. He might be saying, "You know what? I'm going to make that team like try and make it into the hardest, um,
0: yeah.
2: core right receiver core." Mm-hmm. Like he knows how difficult it might be, but if he can make an impact, it might get more teams in, more interested. Oh yeah. So there's that perspective as well.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. But here's one for you then, right, guys. This is the hard part now. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I want you to pick whether it, it's five wide receivers or six. Don't worry, we'll get to the practice squad. I'll start with you, Marcus, because you're the <laughs> guest. You're <Okay>. the guest. <laughs> Who are? So are you have you? I'm the same as you. I've got five wide receivers, down. hmm Uh, have you got five?
1: Yeah, I have
0: five. I've got yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. So put your five in order, wide receiver one to five to finish off the breakdown series, then
1: we'll do the practice squad. Okay. Um, Coop's definitely one. Yeah. Um, Gallop's at two. Yeah. Lamb's at three. Yeah. And then it gets difficult. I I hate to put a caveat in, I think Wilson, Wilson, if he stays healthy throughout training camp, he's the four. Okay. And I'm gonna put the fifth one is the hardest, isn't it? I'm going to put Noah Brown at five, and everybody always gives him a hard time because he doesn't have any catches. But mm-hmm. there are three aspects to a game, and everybody undervalues special teams. Everyone this does. K- that this is- kid is a special teams demon, and when you have a new coach like Bones Fossil and he's looking for who's going to be my new core for this yeah. team – and you've got one guy who just stands out over everybody else, he's going to break the table to say, we can't let this guy go. I have to find a way to keep him on the team for special teams. So that's my five.
0: Actually, uh, mine are in those five in that exact same order with the exact same reasons. <laughs> so <laughs> we're exactly the same. Um, have you got five or six, Gray?
3: I've got, I've got five again.
0: you got five? I, so we'll go with yours again. because I know Paul's got six. So, give me your five in order.
2: I may have yep. six, but I don't know who. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: yeah, Coop one, yep. Gallup two, um, CD Lamb three, and I'm just going to talk a little bit more about the, the Lamb at three. Um, playing for Oklahoma, he will have his easier weeks. Yeah. As soon as he hits the NFL, he's going to have a seasoned cornerback in his face every single week. Pressing up on him, um, you know, knows most of the tricks in the book, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you guys have been watching his Instagram account, the, the quick cuts that he's he's working on in the sand and the grass. I don't know how happy you guys were, but I that, love that's his- not
2: sand and grass; that's his back garden sh- <laughs> up to shreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. We've already seen him with the with the helmet on, which was glorious. Right. <laughs> it's just oh, gonna yes. take him a little bit of a step to get up to NFL standard, but there's absolutely no doubt. I think there's no doubt that he'll make it there because he's surrounded by good teammates. Um McCarthy knows how to utilize a wide receiver. We've seen that on plenty of occasions. So there's yep. there's only got to be good things for Steelham in, in his career. Um like you guys said at four and five, it's really, really cloudy. You're talking That's about hard. special teams, um, but I'm going to agree with Marcus. I think it's Wilson and Brown. Just yeah. when, just because you've got a brand new uh, special teams coach coming in, and you've got a guy there, basically that um, we've we've talked about him in the past. That he's been one of our special teamers, uh, particularly a standout. So that would be my five. Like I said before, if I'm an undrafted uh wide receiver, I I wouldn't look at the Cowboys. You're only going <laughs> to yeah. get an opportunity because right before the, before the question, we all knew who our top 3 was.
0: Right. When, yeah. You, oh yeah, yeah.
3: You could argue over 2 and 3, maybe 3 and 4 or 5 and 4 and 5, but you, you know who's who's going to be starting on day 1. So, um it's tough at the top and if if you're not in the, in that calibre, you're not gonna see the field on offense for the Cowboys. So it's it's I think it's gonna be the
1: five. Yeah. yeah. Before before you go, Paul, just to let you guys know, expect to get killed on social media. Everybody I know hates Noah Brown and I just don't get it. So <laughs> we're gonna get destroyed for this.
0: <laughs> oh mate, we got destroyed for everything anyway. <laughs> We're like the we're like the jester group of the podcast world in Dallas Cowboys. Mm, and, uh, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> no, that is. You're right. You're right. I'm. I'm. I'm just trying to be humble.
3: Marcus in the private UK Cowboys fans group. You should see it on Sunday night because Dak Prescott is the most polarizing player
0: <laughs> in Cowboys history. You I'm love bad. that or you hate him.
3: Yeah,
2: it's yeah. like and, marmite. It's like marmite. Mm-hmm.
0: They yep. don't know what marmite is, mind. You oh, know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, America have no clue what Marmite is. Got a cold word or something?
2: No, it's, 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 it's like good. a
0: type of spread. It's a type of s- spread. S- put on bread.
2: Put it on bread. Oh, okay. It tastes
0: like, it tastes like bread. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's like okay. it's like a it's, it's like a yeast. Yeah.
0: Go, Google okay. it later. When you yeah. look at it, you'd be like, "That looks disgusting."
1: <laughs> All right, Mar- Marmite. Marmite. Yeah. M e r m i t e. Yep. Yeah.
0: Marmite.
2: Okay.
0: It's, it's disgusting.
2: It's, 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 it sounds like an actual element, mm-hmm. yeah. True.
0: <laughs> um, but we've gone completely off the rails here a minute. But we'll, I'll try and Sorry. bring the, the loop. <laughs> right, right. So, um, do give me give us your six, then Paul. You're going for right. six,
2: right, So, obviously, uh, Cooper number yeah. one, yeah, uh, Gallop number two, uh, free lamb, but I'm gonna say depending on the situation, day 2 could probably swap in and out. Yeah. Like, depending on what play we do, depending if it's, you know, front and 10, front and long, whatever, front and short, if it's something that needs more route running, then obviously we'll use Landmore as the second receiver rather than Gallup type of thing. So, and and we know that Cooper can do both. Mm. So that's why I'm kind of thinking towards that. So it's like a f- flexibility again. Um, uh for the bottom three, uh, I've got I and I'm, I'm just quite surprised no one else has actually mentioned him as Devin Smith
0: I, 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 he, he, for me is on the bubble. Like, I've literally, I've got him circled because I like him.
2: Yeah, I, I like I him think, a lot. Like, I thought he I had think, a great game against Washington. I thought yeah. he looked great, but what happened after? No one knows. He just seems to disappear. disappeared. face of, just wasn't getting any game time at all. So. Yeah. Um, but I hope he can actually can come back stronger. From what I saw when he played against Washington, he looked absolutely great. So, um, and obviously number five and six uh, would be like Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown for likes of the special teams type of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the only addition really was pretty much David Smith really. Yeah. Um, but he- it'd be very, it, it will be quite tough for likes of the um, rookies to come in. But the only, the only thing I would say is probably all down to contracts. If a rookie gets in, it's saving yeah, more yeah. cap space. That's the only thing I can really think. Is you might, McCarthy might actually go away from the whole best player available. You might actually go towards a rookie that is just on that near enough that same level, but it'll yeah. save that extra million or something or so in the cap.
0: Yeah. So yeah,
2: so does yeah. that? I'm kind of. I, there could be some, fleeing about. You know. Um but I mean for me Devin,
0: Devin Smith is literally he's the guy on the boat. He he's that in between guy. Yeah. And I think it's literally a case of he's either gonna make it or he's gone.
2: Well this is it. And I think he's I think he's actually the oldest receiver in the core, actually. Yeah, he's
1: right. he's twenty eight, I believe. Yeah, 28, 28. so
2: so this could be like his last opportunity with Dallas anyway. So that's it, yeah. That's what I mean, you know. So
3: but yeah. I'm but you be. I'm just amazed that Paul thinks we're going to need three downs to move the chains.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That's another one.
3: I'm joking. I'm
0: I'm always the one spinning positive mental attitude and that's exactly that, mate. (laughs) I love it.
3: But that's the attitude that gets you killed. We saw that from the Cleveland Browns last year. (laughs) They were off to the Super Bowl. They were off to the Super Bowl.
2: Oh, uh,
0: Dale yeah, yeah. But let's finish off then, right, guys. With, um, uh, I'll go to you, Marcus. Okay. Who you think are gonna be, uh, the guys going to the practice squad? I got my three guys. Okay. Uh, if you pick the same three, um, then this really is spooky. But <laughs> um, I've only got three guys wide receivers go into the practice squad. I know that's a lot, but it's based. That-
1: well, the the practice has got moved up two more spots now, so I think it's up from ten to twelve, oh, and they're, okay. they're talking about taking it up to fourteen for this year. So that would be nice. That, we I mean, could have we-, we could have space for three or four receivers, honestly.
0: Okay, I mean, how many? So I mean, based on that, that then, I mean, have you it's, got? It's twelve right now. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm guessing they're probably looking to move it up purely for the basis of the virus situation. So you got extra right. people to move up. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, in terms of the practice squad, how, how many have you got going? Three. You got three? Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: who, who are you all three? I'd okay. Um, first, I think John V. Johnson definitely goes That's back one. to the practice squad. That's one of mine. Um, second, I just think Kendrick Ward shows so much during two. a game because we got to remember all these other teams, when they play in a, in a preseason game, their backup is going to be terrible. Mm. Our backup has won playoff games, and he's thrown for 4,000 yards, yeah. and he's still pretty much in his prime of his career. Yeah. So we're going to get real good looks at our receivers from four to nine. And I just think Rogers is going to make enough big plays to where he kind of stays on there cuz he has kind of that AJ Green look to him. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, Yeah, so I think he'll be a fan favorite. He'll be a favorite for um Dalton. Now the third one is difficult. I'm probably leaning towards Ventrell Bryant. Oh, just yeah. just because I think that special teams are so important. Yeah. And if something happens to Noah Brown, you can kind of bring him up. Mhm. Um I was going to say Aaron Parker, but I just think think we need to have another special teams guy on the practice squad. And I think Ventrell Bryant would be that guy. There we go. I mean, we're literally the same
0: apart from the last guy. I think Ventrell Bryant, I think he's kicked himself in the pants. So he's got a, a long way. He's got a lot of distance to travel. Yeah, uh, to get this, that's why I've got Aaron Parker as, as the third guy, yeah. so we, we differ on them. Um, have you got a take on your three at all, Paul? Have you got a
2: three? Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at the list now. It'd probably be J- John V. Johnson, uh, Kendrick Rogers, and the, f- and the third one would be like, I would I would actually go with Aaron Parker, like just for that's curiosity. It's the yeah, curiosity, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause of the stats, and that. but again, it's like if you can do that. Uh, that type of division, how good, like, has the, how quick can his development be when he's up against, like, gets an adult in front of him and what he can do with actual guys within our team. So mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how well his development can actually grow because, you know, I mean, don't forget, like, and and this, again, I'm kind of going off topic, but do you remember the, when the Minnesota Vikings drafted the German player? Yeah. Uh, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they put him in development squad for a while and see how he developed. Unfortunately, didn't really lay up the expectations, but he mm-hmm. did show a lot of promise, despite he never played college football or anything like that. But It's different knows, for him, mine I, I know, I know, but, but I'm just saying it's like, it just shows you, like, you get a better idea mm. for uh, the development squad. Uh, that, uh, yeah, yeah. That type of thing. So that's, that's kind of where I'm thinking towards that.
0: I'm the same as you. It's the curiosity thing that I want to mm-hmm. keep him around just to find out what what he's about. And like, can he
2: be used in the future? That's the question. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I don't know what you're saying with the same thing with the. Uh, I can't remember his name. The German guy. It's... Uh
2: Moritz Boringer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Boringer. that's it Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, it's different for an NFL international team because they don't actually um, count towards the roster.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so it was slightly different for him but yeah. do you have a take for uh, how many guys you've got going to the practice squad Mr Graham
3: well if I was to go with the three um, I'm going to go a little bit out of left field and I think there's something in this height and weight thing mm-hmm. for me I could go with Rogers Parker and Bryant because the amount of times to fill Marcus in my dad's a Packer
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: we we normally watch Packers and Cowboys on Sunday nights, um, and the amount of times I've heard a Packers wide receiver score a thirty five yard touchdown, and I've never even heard of him. <laughs> I just I just think there's something in this Mike McCarthy thing. Yeah. Um. So there's, I think there's a lot of curiosity by them by them filling the receiver with the, uh, the receiver core with um, Rodgers and Parker, like the like you say in the curiosity. But like we also said earlier in the podcast, six three, six three, and six four, yep. all over all over two hundred pounds yep. as well. There's something yep. in that. And I just wonder if they're looking for the piece that they don't maybe not quite have. Um so that would that would be my take on it. I mean, the amount of times I've I've seen touchdown catches from guys you've never even heard of. Right. McCarthy just seems to find talent where nobody else has looked before. I think we can see that also. And uh, Ben Denucci being drafted, oh, You yes. must, he must yes. see something in Ben Denucci
2: to go. I, and pick well, well he's, up. Looked, he's, looked at, he's looked after. him, not looked after him. but am saying? He's he's been staring at him for quite a long time.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I so, just wonder if there's a little bit of Aaron Parker in there as well from Rhode Island. Possibly. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Is is the is the talent not befitting the division in the and the, the school? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. But me, oh, go on! Go on. Sorry, man. Let me throw a curveball
1: in there because. The, the rules have changed with the practice squad this year. Not yeah. only did they expand it from 10 to 12, they also made a new stipulation that says in years past, you couldn't have a guy on the practice squad if he's had more than that's, three seasons. That's right, yeah. This year they added a new rule where you can have one guy no matter how many seasons he's played. Okay. Yeah. So if a guy like Devin Smith doesn't get a contract offer and the team says, look, we're going to pay you a veteran minimum salary just to be on our practice squad, he could possibly hang around on a practice
2: squad. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's you something to watch.
2: It. As, 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 uh, if you're just in development, at least you still making just a, a bit of money being on that practice yeah. squad. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah so, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, would what what I what love to be. I, bro, I would drop my job to be in the practice squad in play line. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. Even, easy, though I even though I wouldn't last one practice, but i will be yeah an extra million in my pocket.
3: <laughs> these these are all good things for the NFLPA in particular because they've got more guys. They've got more guys in the game and more guys making money from the game. So they're not necessarily having to go back to the job that they studied for. You know, they mm. can still be in and around the game. And um, it's just that it's a it's a bit of a leg up for the guys at the bottom of the, of the roster that maybe don't don't get that opportunity for them to have more guys on the practice field. That can only be good for the NFL and the NFLPA.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 But I think that is the wide receiver core wrapped up in our positional breakdown. Um, now before our, um, I finish off by asking Marcus if he's got anything, just want to quickly shout out to our sponsor, Cowboys Experience. Make sure, guys, if you're going to a game this year, you go through Cowboys Experience, book through them for their tours and fantastic game packages. Make sure as well you use the code word UK Cowboys to get your Uh, free gift uh, that they offer by just saying the word Um, so and obviously as well what we love is photos if you go to the game send some photos over to our page in our group we absolutely Mm -hmm. love that Um, but Marcus before we wrap it up it has been a pleasure having you with us and we can't wait to do it again we definitely do it again with you uh, and Brandon Uh, but have you got any questions or anything you want to add to the wide receiver position at all
1: uh, not to the wide receiver position, but okay. I, want put, I want to put Paul on the spot for the second. Yes. <laughs> I, I know you're a defensive guy, Paul, okay. and but more you want to keep, keep six receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, I think on offense, we're pretty much set where we are. What position on defense would you go short in to keep a six receiver? Because that was my, that was my problem with keeping five. We have so many injuries at linebacker. We have to keep mm-hmm. an extra guy. Defensive line is so versatile, I had to keep a guy and then corner. So, to me, you have to cut one thinking. of those defensive spots short to keep a sixth receiver. What I was thinking
0: Aaron, of, that, of <laughs> yeah.
2: but,
0: I mean, the, the, the thing I was thinking of, why I'm not taking six wide receivers, is one was the linebacker injuries, and two, yeah. I don't know what's going on with corner.
1: I was the same way, yeah, and I had to find a spot to cut short, and it was receiver. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious, like, where did you go short of
2: it? As much as I hate to see it, it probably would have to be dealing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because like we've definitely improved by bringing some of the additions in, mm-hmm. like the and uh, McCoy uh, Gallamore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't care what anyone says. Gallimore's going to be a star in the next couple of years. He's going to be a star. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the the way have squad is I think it the compromise would have to be the D line because we don't know what the situation like. Is Tyron Crawford going really to be the same type of person coming back, and mm-hmm. like this altered bit Salad cap once again, like yeah. for to maybe cut him that type of stuff? So I don't know. It's
0: I think Tyron Crawford for the D line would be the uh, the only wild card or joker mm-hmm. card. Because yeah, I mean, especially with an injury like that he had at the age he's at, is what run Crawford you're going to get, yeah.
2: yeah. So yeah. but yeah, but it, it would have to be D-line, unfortunately. As much as it pains me to say that, because I'm a D-line man, man yeah, yeah. guy myself. So, yeah. Okay. Because, because, uh, like you said, the injuries and the uncertain injuries for the linebacker, and the depth we've got, uh, and also just the, the overall numbers at corner. It's. There need more attention to detail, yeah. more than. Mm-hmm. D-line. Yeah, and, yeah. and plus, and plus, we've actually got a really good line coach now, which yeah. I think next the Jim Tulsula who uh I don't know if you're actually quite aware of this, but he used to coach in the NFL Europe, way back. Then. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The Scottish yeah. Clay- The Scottish Claymores. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was when the you had teams like so Amsterdam, Barcelona, Frankfurt. Rain Galaxy was the other one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and and, and, uh, and also, uh, the London Monarchs and we had the Scottish Claymores. Oh, there we go. Hey! hey! <laughs> yeah. That's a throwback right there. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I <laughs> but yeah, uh, so Jim Tilsula's got a lot of history that uh, I can relate to. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, there we go then. So yeah. now we, we found some out about NFL Europe as well as what we think of uh Tyrone Crawford and um what Paul thinks of the wide receivers that he thinks they're more important than a poor D lineman. man uh, shake <laughs> shame on him.
2: Don't you put that evil on me
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know I mean honestly Martis it is a pleasure to have you with us. Honestly been it's great, been great. great. Yeah um and like we said you know there's the back and forth so we've had brandon on we've been with you and now you with us um so it's a beginning of a a beautiful relationship as they definitely. say <laughs> yeah. but definitely. uh thank you very much mate and we will definitely we'll have you on uh we'll have both of you brandon and uh yourself on me yeah. and uh, as we said at the start of the show guys make sure you go and follow uh cowboy zone and bluff city cowboys uh, and get involved with this show is brilliant, honestly. But from myself, uh, Graham, Paul, and Marcus, we'll see you all again. See you next time. See, see you later. See See you guys.